here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. I wouldn't be in this position without my teammates, um, my coaches, you know, Coach Dable, um, Ken Dorsey, Shea Tierney. Uh, you talk about all the guys in my quarterback room, too, that have been here throughout the years. Um, you know, so it's it's definitely a spot where uh, it's, it's surreal to be, um, be in the spot right now. And, um, you know, I'm just thankful that we could get it done. And now we can focus on going out there and earning it and, and making sure that, uh, you know, they understand that, you know, I know that they didn't pay me for what I've done, you know, that they, they did this because they expect me to continue what I'm doing and expect me to go win, win this, uh, this team some championships. So, um, you know, it, we got a lot of work to do. I know that. Um, and I'm just excited to, again, put this behind me and, and start focusing on football now. Well, there's Josh Allen, now officially the franchise quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Nick, first off, it's great to be back talking with you for another season of podcast, my man. But let's just, let's just start this one off right here. Allen's extension, I think that was the number one priority for the Bills following the start of free agency in the draft. They got it done. I think they found some middle ground within the framework of the contract, which we can get into, but Josh Allen now is expected, one of the NFL's highest paid individuals, $43 million per season over six years. Good job, Josh. He, he definitely earned it last year. How do you feel about that, Nick? Yeah, Ryan, uh, first of all, I know I can speak for all the editors. Uh, we're glad that you're back again for another season. I know we all uh, we all vouched for you and enjoyed our uh, time with you doing all the Wire podcasts uh, across the network. You do a great job. So uh, thanks for being back on behalf of all of us. Yeah, and uh, that, my man. And then, of course, Josh Allen. Yeah, what what a what a time to be alive in Buffalo, right? It's uh, it's kind of yeah. Fun. He he he. First and foremost, of course, right off the top, is as you know me, loving to pick pick and nitpick in between everything him and Sean McDermott say. Mostly Sean McDermott, but man, that guy knows exactly what to say every moment. Josh Allen. He does. Uh, you know. You know, he's got to go out there and earn it. He hasn't done anything yet. They're, they're not paying him for the past. They're paying him for the future. Man, just hitting all the, the P's and Q's on that one. Uh, it was beautiful to hear it. Um, but, yeah, average of $43 million per year on this extension. Uh, he signed through 2028. Um, as you mentioned, it seems like a pretty team-friendly deal. Plus, you know, Allen is, of course, uh, you're never going to feel bad for a guy having the number $258 million connected <laughs> to his name. So I, I, it's kind of hard to not say it's Josh Allen-friendly either, right? right? But, yeah, it's it's the, the, the construction of the contract is pretty interesting. Uh, it's kind of set up in a way, I, I believe, from, you know, it, it's always – and there's a lot of you – know, you know, I, I, I'm with USA Today. There's a lot of people with a lot of different outlets out there, and some of them, they throw the word capologist out there. Like they know all the, I do not say I'm a capologist, Ryan, and <laughs> these contracts with these NFL players, they are all over the place. But at least from surface surface level, it looks like uh, comparatively – I mean the, the contract, everyone, you mentioned Dak and, of course, Mahomes. Mahomes' contract is a little bit backloaded. Allen's really isn't. His is kind of set up from what at least I know of to you know, maybe be restructured down the road where – of course, that's going to help Allen. Of course, he had a lot of guaranteed dollars, too. That's uh, the most ever, the, the most, uh, I guess, depending on how you're looking at it, uh, 100, 100 million plus uh, guaranteed figure. He he really did good for himself, and he did good for the Bills. So what's not to love really about this, especially after his uh, his uh, breakout 2020 season and every single report, every single day on this guy in training camp is Josh Allen from 2020 is back. He's back again. It wasn't, wasn't a flash in the pan. Of course, they're, 
they're only playing against their own defense and a little bit of grain of salt there with training camp practices, of course. But I, I mean, trust me, Ryan, in, in the past around Buffalo, we have heard terrible things about quarterbacks coming out of training camp. So that, even if that's enough to make you feel a little bit good about, OK, we got the deal done. Let's move on. Yeah, no doubt. It this is this is a different time to be a Buffalo Bills fan for sure. And uh, it, you look at this, yeah, the guaranteed money. He got more than Patrick Mahomes did in guaranteed money. And I'm with you, Nick. I have no, I, I don't know the math of this, so I'm I'm coming at it from a certain angle of really not understanding all the figures <laughs> within the contract because I'm just not smart enough uh, to do that. So bear with me, people. But he gets a hundred a hundred million fully guaranteed at signing, and then he's got fifty million of rolling guarantees, quote unquote whatever the hell that means, but it equates to more than Patrick Mahomes. But I think what's interesting, and yeah, as you said, there's there's chances for restructuring, and the fact that he signed a six-year deal makes it more flexible for the team to move money around, and it, that's different from Dak Prescott's deal, where Dak got $40 million per season, but he only got it over four years, right? So he's putting himself in a position to get another contract sooner than Allen, when we were pretty sure that these TV contracts are going to make the salary caps explode and quarterbacks are going to be getting, I mean, Josh Allen's contract might look like chump change in four years for a quarterback, right? So he could have done that. He could have played a little bit of hardball with the Bills. He could have tried to go for a shorter contract to go for another one, you know, his next contract sooner, if that makes sense. But he didn't. He, he gave the team some flexibility. He went to six years. Again, yeah, let's not feel bad for Josh Allen, like you said, for getting a you know, quarter of a million dollars uh, or qu- quarter of a billion dollars uh, in his contract here. But, yeah, billion, billion. Uh, yeah, billion. <laughs> billion with a B. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, billion with a B. But I, I think this is just, uh, it's all good. Josh Allen gets paid. He is, you know, a very wealthy man right now, and the Bills are not going to be kind of hamstrung by this contract. They're going to be able to keep the team together and go for Super Bowls, as Alan was saying. So uh, in that respect, it's hard not to love this, right? I mean, it's hard to I can't imagine anyone saying anything negative about this at all. Right. I mean, this is just a win win. Yeah, win 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 pretty much, Ryan. And it's it just like I said, it seems like something a deal where. At least what I'm reading up on again. There's no capologists on this show, people. Sorry no, about that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Too there's many another, dollars. Probably another show for that. For if you're looking, Jur- journalists that. only needed to go for journalism school and do like math 101. They really sold us short on that one. Uh-huh. So, I was um, waiting for the essay portion of my exams. I couldn't do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, it, the, the contract is said to be set up, like I said, in a, in a way where. He can get a, a a pretty friendly restructure for both sides later on down the road, and Brandon Bean loves to do that. I mean, the the way that he he being Brandon Bean, I mean, he he restructured so many contracts this offseason because of the salary cap and COVID. Just even to do that, that just shows that Brandon Bean knows what he's doing. Brandon Bean is a capologist, folks. He knows what he's doing. He's the one to ask these questions to, not us. <laughs> yes. But it, he's restructuring deals left and right, turning things into guaranteed money here and there, and. However the however the hell it helps with the salary cap, I guarantee that information went into Josh Allen's deal. It did down the road. And even if may, maybe Allen gets a better payday down the road because of the TV contracts, you never know. I mean, we can, we never saw COVID coming, let alone what's going to happen in 2028 when the Josh Allen's deal runs out, right? You mentioned COVID, and we're in a, a strange time where we're going back to real life, kind of, right? We're back, we're, we're back to real football kind of you know there's still these caveats uh and there's stuff going on with the vaccine and everybody has a different opinion on that and everybody's entitled to that opinion but cole beasley has been in the news nick to say to say the least cole beasley has been in the news 
the Bills actually posted his statement on their official Twitter account, so they gave him a platform. Uh, not like he needed that, but for me, you hear Cole Beasley and you watch the video of him ranting about you know not wanting to get the, the vaccine and why and how he doesn't feel like the players are getting enough information from the league. And he talks about how it should be people's choice to get the vaccine, which is all true. It is, it is your choice to get the vaccine or not. That's completely true. But for me, I, I don't really care if Cole Beasley wants the vaccine or not. I just care about the Bills in their season this year. I think they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And I just don't want COVID to be the reason they don't win the Super Bowl, right? So I'm not saying that they they should all get the vaccine. I just hope that there isn't a COVID outbreak that forces a forfeit, that makes them lose a game they should have won, that screws up their playoff seed, that makes them go on the road when they should have been home and screws up their Super Bowl bid this year. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, when I watch the Cole Beasley rant, I get worried that they're not on the same page with the virus or something. You know what I mean? I just... I just I don't care what they do. I just hope that they have it all in, in order and we don't see any kind of outbreak that screws up the season. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's what uh, most Bills fans are concerned about. But of course, the vaccine has turned into much, much larger than just the Buffalo Bills and sports. And that's, uh, I think, uh, being objective, not even objective, just yeah, I guess calling it how it is. The reason I guess that Cole Beasley kind of has taken headlines is because he makes it about more than just the bills he's kind of you know saying everyone has this choice and that choice and then he gets into it with with jerry hughes his teammate online and then all of a sudden now flash forward to even just this week Deion dawkins the left tackle he he just got on the field because of covid he's in the hospital because of covid he he got put right on the list at the beginning of training camp it's just the Bills itself have been such a lightning rod for COVID. It's, it's interesting. It's a little scary. I, I just don't want that to be their season. I don't. I, I just I hope that it kind of ends in the preseason. We get to the actual regular season and we got this thing buttoned up and we're playing football. But maybe that's just wishful thinking. I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I I, I think it's it's. It, I mean, at least with Cole Beasley, it's going to be wishful thinking that it's going to go away. But you got to you got to believe something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. I, I I I mean, I guess that's the two things is just you know he's kind of he's kind of has made it a little bit more personal on his social media, and whatever takes their own. I, I stay out of it when I've had enough people tell me that my writing's terrible on social media that I know how to ignore them all. Um, but uh, that's that's. Uh, that's a grain of salt, folks. My writing's perfect. But anyways, um, it, 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 he, he makes it personal, and then he also continually – he finally stopped, Ryan. He finally stopped, but he for so long kept saying that he's going to stop doing it, and he just kept doing it. Yeah, he couldn't help himself. Finally, finally he could not help himself, and finally he finally he has helped himself to stop. It's just, uh, he just kept going with it, man. And it's, uh, it got to a point where the Bills wire and – USA Today Sports Wire was like, how much are we going to write about this guy? Yeah. <laughs> so, these, are but, not the, these are not the topics we want to wa- uh, write and talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know. I mean, God, Nicole, I'm trying to figure out how to write, you know, decimals and numbers with Josh Allen. I don't need to worry about it. I'm not a doctor either. God. Yeah, I'm plugging numbers into a freaking calculator trying to figure this thing out. Uh, I know. Yeah. So, so that's that thing. That was a big story off in this offseason. So I want to make sure we covered it. Some smaller stories that we're going to be keeping an eye on as we go here. Position battles. Uh, I read on the Bills Wire that Levi Wallace, once again, trying to hold somebody off for that number two quarterback job. Uh, this one, of course, is our favorite, Dane Jackson, or I should say Sean McDermott's favorite and, uh, and Bean's favorite, Dane Jackson. Yeah. Everybody loves Dane Jackson. Uh, yeah. so right now, Levi Wallace slightly ahead, I guess, in that race. So I want to get your take on that. Maybe what you thought of Greg Rousseau. He looks solid. He got a sack in that first game. 
Any takeaways from the preseason game against the Lions? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it was certainly starting off the top, uh, just more from Levi Wallace. It's all about consistency with him uh, as opposed to Dane Jackson, uh, the darling, as you kind of put it, Ryan, there was just a, 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 what you're getting at is even going back to when we last talked a couple months ago, just unpromptedly Brandon Bean just would, would comment about Dane Jackson. You're yes. like, what just, the just hell? Like he played, he played four games. I get he had an interception and he had flat, he flashed, but like, we, what? we've got, like, some, was, we've got some studs in the secondary, like Dane Jackson, you know, that's what he would say. Yeah. Just unprompted. It's like, huh? Brandon Bean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we, we, it was just like not confusing, but it was just, Kind of confusing at the same time, but unprompted. Um, that's the best word. Unprompted. It I was. guess, yeah, that's a better word. But I do um, not to say that I'm wishing bad for Dane Jackson, but I'm glad that Levi Wallace at least got a fair shake of it because he's just been a, like the guy on the team that they have. I don't want to say picked on, but every single year, Josh Norman, this guy, that guy, bringing a battle for Levi Wallace, this guy, whoever. It's every year they want to bring someone in for Levi, but he's his credit. I mean, he's uh, he's ahead. He's ahead of the. Uh, He's ahead of the competition, as you, as you mentioned there, and it's pretty much it's not for anything spectacular. It's more so for he just is getting the job done, case in point. Uh, Dane Jackson, I'm sure, will still probably be on the field at times, but that's uh, time will tell how much. But, yeah, Levi Wallace, he's, he's – I like Levi Wallace too. He actually grades pretty comparably to in pro football focus. They grade him pretty similar uh, with uh, Tredavious White even, not too far off, so – I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe the competition brings that out in him. Yeah, he, he always seems to be the number two guy. He does. So we'll continue to get into that stuff as we go here week to week. A couple more weeks of the preseason. Regular season, though, not that far away, Nick. It, like we're, it's almost the end of August. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. The time is kind of flying right now. We're, we're almost there. We're almost at September. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. Uh, and once we get to September, once we get into the regular season, we'll have our fantasy sports uh, minutes and our sports betting segments dropped into the podcast. Those won't be here this week yet, but I'm going to throw questions at Nick anyway to kind of keep us fresh uh, and on that side. We've got to make sure we're keeping up with the fantasy and sports betting stuff, so I'll throw some questions at Nick, see what he thinks. We'll do that coming up next. Alright, Nick, we... Uh we mentioned that preseason game against the Lions. I don't like the schedule makers uh, forcing me to watch any Jared Goff, so I was not. I was a little upset when, when you know I was taking in this game. But uh, one player that I definitely noticed for the Bills out there was Devin Singletary, and I kept an eye on him too because he's a name I keep hearing right throughout camp. He's a guy that uh, I'm seeing articles pop up about Devin Singletary. How he, you know he's he's you know had a good off season. How he's been working on his game, and maybe he could have a, a nice season. He handled nine touches against the Lions, turned them into 50 scrimmage yards, had a touchdown. Zach Moss dealing with a hamstring issue. So it makes Singletary an interesting player. And right now we're going into fantasy drafts. So from a fantasy perspective, do you trust Singletary? I think in, in PPR there's there's a chance that you could maybe you could draft him as a flex player, right? He's going around the 40th overall running back taken. So there's definitely some value there if you're, if you're into it. He's like the 100th overall pick, I guess, right now in drafts in terms of his average draft uh, position. He played all 16 games last year, saw the most backfield snaps. Now the question is, will he turn snaps into touches? And will he turn those that into production and better production than last year? I guess that's a big question. But what do you think? Does he have some like sleeper flex appeal this year uh, in fantasy football leagues? I think you, you put the nail on the head there is flex. I, I think for flex and certain matchups for the Bills, um, it's, it's just a little... Um, a little curious right now because I, I kind of want to see we might not even see it though but I, I would guess we're going to see some Zach Moss once he's healthy he broke his ankle was was to the sidelines for a lot this offseason then 
now hamstring issue. I would guess in the preseason he's going to be out there. Devin Singletary hasn't really been taking headlines during training camp at all, but then again, I don't really tackle during training camp either. So whenever there's a little bit of a, uh, oh, this this running game looked good during training camp, it's kind of like, well, <laughs> the guys aren't really trying to tackle him, so did he? Yeah. Um, but uh, he, looked, he did look pretty good against the Lions' flashes of his rookie year, so – because of that, yes, I would probably say sleeper and a flex. As a running back, it's kind of it's kind of tough because you, know, you always think the goal line touches. And the one thing consistently that Zach Moss always got on Devin Singletary last year, even when the split was down the middle, was he was getting those goal line touches. So with a late round flyer or something like that, I for sure, for sure, I, th- I think that uh, especially in the in you know we've seen Josh Allen take off and Singletary. I know he wants to. He had, he had a big drop against the Chiefs in the. AFC uh, championship game, and I know he wants to get wants to regain some confidence in the uh, in the passing attack. But yeah, a lot a lot's been talked about how he's really recommitted himself, and he's going to get another opportunity here because the Bills ended up not going for uh, Travis Etienne or anyone earlier this offseason by the draft. Uh, they only added Matt Breida. Matt Breida might also have a, a little bit of an area or a niche in this offense. Previously, the number three running back was TJ Yeldon. He was pretty much inactive on most game days unless somebody was injured. But Breida might, might cut into maybe some Moss or Singletary carries. But, I mean, for, for a late-round flex, I mean, I think you could definitely do much worse than Devin Singletary. Yeah, and, and I think the big question is, like, and you hit and you hit on it, like how many balls is going to catch? He had 38 catches last year during the regular season. And it's an interesting question because Josh Allen doesn't really check it down all that often, right? He's going to throw it no. down the field and he's going to, or he's going to run. And I think the check down's like kind of third to that thing. He's going to look to make a play. Maybe he'll look for his legs before he checks it, just dumps it off to a, a, a running back. We see that plenty around the league. Quarterbacks just dumping it off to the running backs. But Josh Allen's not really that guy, is he? So I don't know yeah. like, what his ceiling for catches are. I think maybe 40 balls would be a good season for a Singletary in terms yeah. of receptions. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's it, it, it's terms of flex. I feel like you can definitely go wrong. If you're looking for running back, I, I probably wouldn't go Devin Singletary um, unless you're uh, depending on how you're uh, how you're drafting, how you're on drafting. Maybe you're maybe you're pa- like the zero running back strategy thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm considering it this year so far. That's a, that's a combo for another day. But my one fantasy <laughs> league, I, I already have the 12 team league at the last pick. So I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna hit the worst running backs. So everyone's gonna go running back eight out of the first. 11 picks and then I'm gonna have the nothing of my pick 12 and 13 you know but yeah. again a conversation for another day so maybe Devin Singletary might end up on my flight yeah. position then they're up. now you got me thinking even so <laughs> I like it that was the whole point of the question and and uh now my sports betting question of the week for you uh you know and we'll get into like regular season wins over under stuff like that here coming up but for this week uh I thought this kind of went with the theme of Josh Allen and his contract I think you know, you are a legit Super Bowl contender now, and the odds say that. Uh, right now, I think you might have some good odds to bet the Bills as the Super Bowl winner right now here in August. Now, my app has them at plus 1000 which means if you bet 100 bucks, you would profit $1,000 in return, which is kind of great. The Bills have the third best odds to win the Super Bowl. It goes Chiefs number one, Bucks number two. Man, I wonder how they figure that out. Vegas. <laughs> smart guys over there, Nick, huh? Going, uh, yeah. going Chiefs number one, Bucks number two. I don't know how they figured out those two teams. Uh, but then the Bills are third. So, I mean, how many years have Bills fans gone into a season when they're the third-ranked team to win the Super Bowl? Uh, it's been a while, I think. It's been a while. And you can get them at uh, odds where you can make a little bit of money if you believe they have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. 
What do you think about that? Plus a thousand in August for the Bills. Did you sprinkle a little bit on that? I mean, you, you gotta like it. You're, I mean, you admire the Chiefs and the Bucks up there because they're bringing the whole crew back. So you got the Bills essentially doing the same thing with a little right. bit better, nice odds for yourself, yep. right? Absolutely. Um, and I, 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 I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, me personally, I am, I am on the market for an NFC team to maybe sprinkle a little something on it. I'm thinking the Packers maybe because they got Rodgers back now. They, they, he's a little bit behind, at Good least one. on my screens. Good one. Behind me, he's at 1400 um, plus 1400 Um, But I, I, I'm just on VegasInsider.com right now. He, does, he does like to lose in the NFC Championship game, though. That's kind of Rodgers' uh, Yeah, don't, don't hurt me like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but the, bill, the Bills, honestly, the Bills are probably a little bit more secure than that. I mean, they got the whole gang back together. They got Emmanuel Sanders adding to that offense that's a veteran presence and uh, again the 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 chemistry that's just you want to say along the offensive line that's all back the defense it's all back and running the same crew back and again that's why the Bucks and the Chiefs have such good uh, odds uh, at, the, at the two top two favorites is because they're running it all back so why not the Bills it's a why over why overthink it Ryan is the real question no no and and, and as I was telling you earlier uh, before we started recording uh, I'm gonna sit here and scream yeah you, you got to sprinkle a little money on the bills at plus a thousand but I had this very same rant about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year uh, when they were plus a thousand going into that first playoff game against the Washington football team and they had longer odds because they would have had to go on the road all three games and uh, I told everybody, you might as well bet it because you're not going to get better odds than that. It's Tom freaking Brady. And then I ranted and raved about how you should do it, and then I didn't bet it. I just didn't do it. I didn't listen to my own advice. So I think I really I got to put my money where my mouth is this year. I, I'm going to have to sprinkle something. It might be small, but I'm going to have to sprinkle a little something on the bills, I think. You know, it's always easier telling other people what to do with their money, right? <laughs> it is. Well, it's like, <laughs> just like telling the Bills how to spend $258 million on a quarterback. That's way easy to tell. I think it's like subconsciously I'm like hedging my own my own bet right so it's like I say to do it but then I don't do it so then either way I win right either it happens and I look smart or it doesn't happen and I don't lose money so I, I think I just got to stop I got to stop hedging my own bets I have to just actually go through with what I say so that's a challenge for myself for this year I guess always easier said than done <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is but hey man it's great it's great to be back uh, appreciate what you said earlier it's it's just great to be back working with you and the crew again this year it's gonna be fun man it's gonna be fun uh, especially for Bills. I, I'm really looking forward to this. I think, uh, like I said, you know, a couple months ago with you, I mean, I think they were ahead of schedule a little bit last year. And, you know, this is the year. I think this is the year they can really put it together. And uh, they're going to be a problem for a lot of teams. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to covering the whole season with you. Yeah, yeah, me as well, Ryan. I think uh, I think we're able. Maybe I think you've been a little bit more bought in than me, as typical Nick fashion is. But hey, That's good. what can I say now? The Bills are, they're poised. They're poised this year. It's looking good. So, uh, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see where time takes us, but uh, at least in the short term, definitely glad you're back, Ryan, and uh, looking forward to another great year on the uh, Billsmore podcast with you. Yeah, 100. percent We appreciate all of you for listening as well. We will talk to you next week. This USA Today Sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.